This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Welcome to Shepherding Our Hearts with Addie and Tina Shepherd. Um, welcome back to our podcast. This is like the 63rd episode is what mom said. I said perhaps. I'm I'm not sure. It's 60 something. 60 something. That's impressive. That's cool. It is. And I keep thinking like eventually we're going to run out of women to talk about and have to move on to something else. But so far we just keep digging and like I think last week's was one that, that I was like, how have we not talked about them yet? I know how. Because I was purposefully avoiding avoiding it. Avoiding it. Avoiding it. Well, we've talked about some pretty awful people. But, but there's something about talking about people like Lot's daughters that just rubs me the wrong way. I don't like it. But this week, Deborah is another one that I was like, how have we not talked about yeah, her I yet? don't know how we skipped out on talking about Deborah. Also, that's who we're talking about today. I mean, Deborah. if they've clicked on the podcast, it is the name of the podcast, so... Who reads? I do. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I always look at the titles, so... Me? <laughs> that's fair, so do I. Anyways, um, I guess let's just get into it. We are going to read Judges, chapter 4 verses 1 through 10, and then we're also going to go ahead and read verse 14. Is that right? Yes. That's right. Okay. And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud was dead. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazar, Hazor, the captain of whose host was Caesarea, which dwelt in Harosheth yep. of the Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had nine hundred chariots of iron, and twenty years he mightily oppressed oppressed um, the children of Israel. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, mm-hmm. she judged Israel at the, that time. And she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the Mount of Ephraim, and the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. And she sent and called Barak the son of Abinoam. Yeah? Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, out of Kadesh Naphtali. Is that the right line? Yeah. Okay. It's like split up on mine, and then yeah. that's a word that I don't use in my everyday vocabulary. So I just, I wasn't quite sure <laughs> it's even on the right line anymore. Um and said unto him, that's, you're at Naphtali. Oh, yeah, and said unto him, Hath not the Lord God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount Tabor, and take with thee ten thousand men of the children of Naphtali, and of the children of Zebulun? That's a question mark. Um, that's because she says, um, Hath not the Lord God of Israel commanded? Like, yeah, I, I realize that, but I just didn't read it like that. I, I don't like it when I don't read the punctuation. Especially in the Bible. That's really like, helpful. Like in Spanish, they put the question mark upside down in front of the sentence. You know what? So we should start doing that. You know ahead of time. Like, this is about to be a question. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> helpful stuff. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I like reading the punctuation, especially in the Bible. I feel like it adds not really to it because it's definitely there. But when you just read it like robotically, I feel like I don't get as much as if you actually read yes. the punctuation with it. 
Anyways, hath not the Lord God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount Tabor, and take with thee ten thousand men of the children of Naphtali, and of the children of Zebulun? And I will draw unto thee the river of Kishon, Caesarea, the captain of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude, and will deliver him into thine hand. And Barak said unto her, I just realized I got really close to the microphone. <laughs> and Barak <laughs> said to her, If thou wilt go with me, then will I, I will go. But if thou wilt not go with me, then I will not go. And she said, I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor. For the Lord shall sell Caesarea into the hand of a woman. And Deborah arose and went with Barak into Kadesh. And Barak called Zebulon and Naphtali to Kadesh. And he went up with 10,000 men at his feet, and Deborah went up with him. So, now, jump to verse 14. Um, and Deborah said unto Barak, Up, for this day, for this is the day in which the Lord hath delivered Caesarea into thine hand. Is not the Lord, God, Lord gone out before thee? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor, and 10,000 men after him. So there you go. There you go. And then the rest of the story, which we're not going to read right now, is that basically Barak and the um, 10,000 men go after him and, like, Sisera runs away and that's when Jael uh, kills him. But we've, if you missed the episode, you can go back we've and talked listen about to her. the one on Jael. And we just, we were like, we need to do Deborah. So now we're at Deborah. So we kind of did him in the wrong order. Or in a different order, I guess it's not wrong, because we're really just talking about the qualities of these women and their heart. Right. So, what do we find about her heart? She was a prophetess. Yeah. So, where did she get her authority? God. That's right. So, because so many people point to her and just think that she was, like, this amazing leader, and which she was, right? She was a judge. And all of this, but really she got everything she did from God. So when she was judging the people, her wisdom came from God. And then when it was time to lead the children of Israel against their enemy, right? Because they finally had cried unto the Lord, as they did over and over and over in the book of Judges. Then he would send someone to lead them. So in a way, he sent her. But what did she do? She... Gave the glory to God. Yeah. Is that what you're trying to get at? Well, yes yes and no. <laughs> okay. I well I have both I have that point in there, but oh. I also was like thinking of a different one when I asked that question, but I guess oh, I didn't ask bad. it in a no. Sometimes I don't ask questions in a very good way. So So no, she did do that. So in the very next chapter she did. which I was going to talk about as well, was that the whole next chapter is a song that Deborah and Barak sing after Sisera and all of them are destroyed. And it's just a song praising the Lord for delivering them from their enemies. So in chapter 5 and verse 1, it just says, Praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel when the people willingly offered themselves. So the people, of course, had to do their part in going against the enemies, but also then in verse 31 of that same chapter. So let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as the sun when it goeth forth in his might, and the land had rest forty years. So once they obeyed God and they had turned to him and they were willing to go into battle, 
against their enemies, then God led them, and the glory Wait, went to God. What you mean things work out for us when we follow God's plan? Huh. It's amazing like that, isn't it? Yeah, there's a verse about that. I don't necessarily know where it is, but I think it's in James. But it says, all things work together for good to them that love God. Which, again, doesn't mean it's going to work out easily. No, but it's I just never that, said that. Yeah, but it's just that, yeah, when we, when we follow God's plan, then things will come about. You can keep talking, but I'm going to find this first. Okay, you find Do you want to use my nope. phone to find it? Okay. Because yes. what I was also thinking when I had asked that um, question was the fact that she did not try to do everything herself. Like, she was a judge and so had wisdom from God to help the Israelites with their problems, right? They would come to her for judgment. And so she would use that wisdom. But when it was time to lead an army... She's like, hey, that's not really my thing. And so she calls Barak to come and be a warrior and lead the people as an army. Did you find your verse, Addie? It is Romans 8.28. Oh. It's not in James. I was thinking of every good and every perfect gift. Yeah. That's on me. Oh, read it for us. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. Very good. But sometimes the good is not fun. Well, no, I was going to say, but it's sometimes it's like all things work together for good. But what we imagine to be good and what God imagines to be good are not always the same thing, right? He has a different picture of good. I was about to say that. We have small picture. He has big picture. That's right. So... We can't always understand what good is going to come of it, but obviously his picture of good is eternal, and his ways are higher than our ways, and so we just have to trust in him and do things his way, and then it will work out for good. But I think another thing that we can learn from this lesson is just that God can use ordinary people in extraordinary ways. In the most extraordinary ways. So, because we have... fun of me. No. Anyways. Yeah. I was, but we have so many, ex- like, just normal people in this lesson. Mm. She was a wife, it says here. To Labadoth. Labadoth. Labadoth's wife. Is that right? Yeah, Labadoth. And in the next chapter, it talks about her being a mother. And so... She's the wife. So yeah. is J.L. Yeah. I mean, is she... She was also a wife, right? But you just have people, ordinary people, following God. Doing great things. Doing great things. So, and Amen. when Barak is, like, called to lead, she even tells him, she's like, you're not going to get the glory for this. Like, tells him up front that, like, you need to go and lead these people. You're not going to get the glory because you're not even going to kill Sisera, which was the leader um, that they were, of the enemies they were going after. You're not going to get the glory for that. And yet he does that anyway. And she says, some woman's going to get the glory. It also wasn't her. So, yeah, another ordinary person just sitting in her tent. And then she had to. Then she was like, let me show you the guest room. Stabs him in the head with a tent stake. 
Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, you like to talk about that one. But all of these people funny. took action. And that's True. the other thing is because it's so easy sometimes to be passive and to not want to step up and do what needs to be done, not want to say what needs to be said, not to do all of these things. But we are called to take action. We are not called to sit around and watch. Just watch. It's You're never going to be able to follow God's plan by sitting on your tush. <laughs> that is correct. So I love, like, if you go to Hebrews 11 and you know, the, the whole chapter of faith there, and every one of these, I know in my Bible I have, like, like each action underlined um, because we say, like, by faith, Abel offered. So I have the word offered there. Um, a more excellent sacrifice. And by, by faith, Enoch um, was translated. That one was a little more passive. Um, but because he walked with God, that's why it happened. Um, but you can't walk. Like I said, walking is an action. Exactly. Right? He can't walk with God by not doing anything. Exactly. Um, and by faith, Noah prepared an ark. So I have prepared underlined. So all of these things, by faith, it wasn't just a belief. It wasn't just a an understanding of God or a love for God. It was. It requires action. It requires action, and that's how we show our faith, right? By the actions that we take. And so... Or how we disprove our faith. That's right. It's one or the other. And Deborah here, like, she took action. When um, an army needed to be gathered, she, she did not gather the army herself, but she did go and, and get Barak. She was a prophet. That was her job. Yeah. But was she willing to take action? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, because when Barak said, I will go, if you go with me, she didn't complain. She didn't say, hey, no, my job is to sit under this tree and judge people. Your job is to go lead the army. No. She got up and went. Mm-hmm. So she, she was like, of course. <laughs> yeah, she was willing to do what needed to be done in order to save God's people. So we need to be the same way. Ready to take action when action is required. Even if it seems hard. Because it probably will. It will. If action is required, the odds of it seeming hard to you, pretty high. Yeah. But God did not ask us if it... He didn't say, Fall, if you love me, keep my commandments. Unless they seem hard, then do you. You do you. <laughs> he, did, he did not say that. Nope. And I imagine, no. like, she probably would have been, I don't know, maybe scared. She's going into battle, right? I would she scared. was with the people. But she never complains. She never says that. And if you read through the next chapter, um, which I encourage you all do. I was read about the, to recommend it. <laughs> oh, read that song. It's just, it goes on and on and on about the faith that um, she had, and but it also like the people who were willing to um, go into battle. Like she said, you know, they all went, like action was taken on behalf of all of them. So, and then she gives the glory to God. Which we should also do. Yeah. All right. And I also like the fact that when God uses ordinary people, that he... um, uses them for their strengths 
right? And and sort of values the strength in each of us. Yeah. So he, we talk about the everybody being a different part of the body. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to be naturally good at everything. That doesn't mean you can't get there. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you shouldn't work on things. I'm just saying God does know your strengths, right? Think of the parable of the talents. The mm-hmm. one guy who hid it. He was did not take action. Yeah, he hid it. He didn't do anything with it. At the very least, God says you could have used the talent. <laughs> but no, he did nothing. Literally nothing. And he was the only one that was condemned, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have to use the talents we have. We have to take and the action. And expand them. That's required. If at all possible, which it is possible. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, like, so many times we sit back and think, well, I'm not I'm not gifted in this area and think that that requires and that we don't do it. And I, uh, one of the ones that I kind of think of most of all is, like, evangelism. You're like, oh, I don't talk people very well yeah I'm not that good at this well yeah I think something that has been encouraging to me I don't know where I heard it at all maybe in a dream I don't know (laughs) I have dreams sometimes sometimes they are cool and other times I'm really confused um but it's that your natural disposition is not where you're stuck at forever Just because that's where you naturally fall in life, you're naturally good at this and you're naturally bad at that, you're not stuck there. You can naturally become, you can become better at the things you're naturally good at and you can overcome the things you're not naturally bad at. It's, it's about the work and effort you're willing to put into it much more than it is about your natural disposition. I agree 100%. And I think that the Bible teaches that, right? Because it tells us that we are to grow. Mm-hmm. And it gives us characteristics that we are to grow into. We're supposed to grow our patience. Some of us are naturally more patient than others. But we're all required to be... Patient. Patient. So if you, it's a, not a natural thing yeah. for you... you work can, on it. Yeah, work on it. So find something that's going to challenge your patience. You know, it's a good idea to help with patience. Praying for patience. I will warn you, though... You will be put in situations that require extra, extra patience. And you're like, now, why did I ask for this? Why did Addie say that? Because I love you and I want you to grow. One that was hard for me, but I did pray for it and I have, I have worked on it. It's getting better. I prayed for thicker skin because I was always very sensitive to like, if just anyone didn't like me or if I thought they didn't like me or any of these things. And that's another scary one to pray for because in order to gain thicker skin, like that 21 pilot song says, you don't get thicker skin without getting burnt. That's right. So, um, unfortunately there have been, you know, challenges in my life and all this, and I have gained a thicker skin, but it is serving me very well because with a thicker skin, then you can face up to challenges even better because you know when it comes down to it, if you're doing the right things, then people aren't always going to love that. You have to do the right things with the right motivation, right? And Mm -hmm. that being love for the good of their soul. So sometimes it means saying, speaking the truth when they don't want to hear the truth or um, just saying hard things that need to be said. Um, People aren't going to like that. 
Yeah. So, yeah. So and that think, thicker skin, scary, but good. And I do think that anything you're praying for because you're not good at it, I feel like overall you can expect hard things to come. You think you need more love in your life? God's going to give you a situation where it becomes real hard to love somebody. And you have to love them anyway. I think no matter what it is, if you know that you're not good at it, so you're praying for help on it, you're probably going to get a situation, a situation, <laughs> yep, a situation that's going to be real hard for you, and that's okay because that is where we grow. Yes, that's, and you grow the most through struggle. I think you're basically going right to this point. So I'm just going to read the verse in James chapter one, um, verse two. And I think we'll read through four. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So, and then it, it goes on to also include wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. They give it to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. So, basically going on and as we as we face different trials and all of these things then it, it does get, help us grow yeah. and at, over time it will get easier but it's just it won't be at first and that is the whole point of these things in this life is to make us stronger and able to face what we need to face amen to be a servant to god in all ways just like deborah Bringing us right back oh. to... <laughs> we got real off-topic, but I think it was a good off-topic. And it wasn't really that far. Like, we were talking about her heart. And we followed some rabbit. I don't know. <laughs> Ended up in Wonderland. I thought it was good. I thought it was good, too. <laughs> like I said, I thought it was a good rabbit. Okay. All right. Well. We'll leave it right there. I have a question first. What's that? Well, I've just, how do we end this? Do we say thank you? Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting our website, bywaymedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.